Welcome to the Pro-Life Team Podcast. I'm Jacob Barr. Today I'm talking with Jarrell Godsey, and we're talking about the draft of the Dobbs case opinion by Justice Alito and the majority in the Supreme Court and how, how that draft affects pregnancy clinic directors, pregnancy help organizations, and your teams, and how God's word is speaking to how we might want to posture ourselves in response to what's going on in our nation. Jarrell, I am really glad that you're here. I'm going to go ahead and introduce you because I know who you are. You are, well, amazing, and I'm not biased, but I do think that you are astounding when it comes to helping pregnancy clinics in pretty much like the all the different areas. Like if you were a football player, you would have like maybe not Bo Jackson stats, but very like Jerry Rice kind of stats. Like you would okay. just be like very, you know, very even across the board, you know, these different speed and agility and exactly what a pregnancy clinic needs to win the Super Bowl, which I think right here, we might be, you know, we're, we're talking about a draft, a draft of the Roe versus Wade being overturned, which is, um, which is a big occasion. But, but before we celebrate, as you wrote in your e-letter at some point this morning, um, yeah, so go ahead and jump in. So where, where are we today um, when it comes to everything going on in this May 3rd? Is that what today is? <laughs> it's still May 3rd. Yeah, it's May been 3rd. a long day. Um, uh, it's been an interesting day. It, it, it's very interesting to note. And I think, the, I think Jacob, that the, the most consistent most precise headline is to, is this the supreme court has voted to overturn roe so that's true we know that from the leak we know that from the information but that's all they've done right so we we have a draft that was uh, uh has been confirmed that's written by alito it's a draft from february it's not final so this is not yet the time to celebrate we we are excited for what it can mean um, but this is not the final language we, that we know, we know of, almost certainly not the final language. It might be uh, the bulk of it, but it's certainly a, something that we can recognize like, well, what we have been praying for seems to be the path that, that we're going down. What we didn't imagine was that the information would be leaked in advance and, and, and what that would cause and the, but the potential challenges that that could create. But where we sit today, uh, uh, you know what? Yeah, well, let me, uh, you, you do realize that what today is relative to the pregnancy help movement, right? It's Tuesday, yeah. and and it, that's all it is. It's it's another day because our work didn't change. You know, someone said earlier, like, you know, nothing changed in the law today or yesterday. Um, babies are still being aborted. Moms are still waking up. Uh, wondering what am I going to do? And despite all the rancor and the crazy signs of the people outside the Supreme Court, she can still go find an abortion and she needs instead to find us, right? To find where where we are there to help her in that decision. And so the truth is, I think that even if this were the decision and this this was official today, that that would also be somewhat true of pregnancy help everywhere, now, there would be a difference, you know, some states uh, would become immediately life states. We know other states would retain their kind of abortion state status. Um, 
the nature around where we, what we do would 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 could likely change depending upon what state we're in, but the nature of what we do is still the same. Still, uh, us reaching out with a heart for those that are finding themselves in the valley of decision and needing help, like we have to offer her. Yeah, and I, and I do feel like we we have well. So this document being leaked represents that someone in the Supreme Court leaked the document. It represents a failure in security for it to be shared before it was published, before it was the, the living, you know, the document that we're all going to use to, to work from. But rather this one is leaked, you know, while it's a draft, which what are your thoughts on that scenario when it comes to the, the timing of this document being leaked before it was um, marked as final and while it's still marked as draft? Well, I, I think that the, the several things we can draw from that, um, one of which is the leak is intentional to influence the final product. And that can only be that that there was a hope that releasing this information would create an uproar, uh, uh, an outrage. Maybe it's all political and stirring up the base for you know these primaries that are happening or the elections that are coming. But more likely, it, it was intended to create um, some type of public outcry that would actually maybe even change votes uh, on the court itself to maybe influence Roberts or influence someone else uh, on the court, one of the five that voted for this. I, I believe it was very intentional to attempt to create that atmosphere. And that in and of itself kind of shows the really the power, and in this case, the negative power of abortion uh, in our country, that, that, that we would violate uh, what has been one of the most respected and honored traditions of the Supreme Court, in that you, you don't hear of leaks of this kind at any time in the history. Maybe you hear hints of other leaks about how one justice voted, or, or maybe there is some of that, but uh, releasing a, a, a early draft of a ruling, that is un unprecedented and that only speaks to the to the motivation of why someone would want to do that and it has to be the attempt to um well let me be let me be direct to abort the process that was already in place right so this is not in a way it's it's very much like abortion itself which seeks to abort the process that god has put in place this leak was very much uh, an a, an attempt to abort the process of the court that it goes through the the machinations that occur as it tries to finalize its ruling get its footing that it's going to then have the rest of the country live by and this attempt uh, to to alter that path is very much that same thing. It's an it's an attempt to abort the process, and and subvert um, the really the rest of us to someone's in the, you know individual thinking and their um, really their uh, holding on to abortion and this so-called right that Roe has created. So. So I think the positive, you know, one positive reaction or one way to respond to this scenario in a way that is full of hope in some way would be for us to, to encourage those who are um, essentially to encourage life-minded Jesus-following people to pray 
for an army of angels to surround the Supreme Court justices and their families during this, this time of, of pressure that's, you know, that, while this pressure is being put up against them from, from people who use bully tactics, pe from people who use um, mob-like um, uh, angry burning of buildings and yelling someone down more so than arguing the arguments or the or you know using logic. Um, essentially, we pray. I, I would just say that you know praying that this group, this group of justices and their families, will be defended um, completely against this onslaught of pressure from a mob-like group who is trying to use mob-like tactics. Um, as if the Supreme Court is Portland and they're going to start setting fires as if, you know, if that's, you know, it was, it was in 2020. I remember like the left side of the country was the West side of the country was completely like sparkle. You know, there's like these fires everywhere, some natural, some, some Portland. And then, and now I feel like DC is, you know, you know, on the verge of some fires and those fires need to be put out right away by, and, and one way to, you know, for us to do something about this would be to pray to God for him to protect these people who are going to be under this pressure. And, and for, and also I think that the pain and the attacks are, you know, are represent the cost of freedom and the, you know, the, the freedom that comes with life of unborn, in this case, Americans who will be impacted directly by Roe versus Wade being overturned, these unborn babies that live in America, with them having a greater chance that life is worth the, the cost. And that cost is going to include, the, you know, this opposing group, you know, using their, their tactics that they have demonstrated over the last couple of years, which are ugly, which are terrible, which are disgusting and hard to look at, hard to withstand. But I just pray that, you know, our country will have the wherewithal to, to stand up for life because that these lives are worth the, the pressure that we're going to be enduring possibly in the coming uh, days and weeks and months as this. It, it's also interesting that this is year 50. So 1973, January 22nd, like this is like the year of Jubilee. Uh, we're, all, we're on the cusp of 50, the 50 year mark. We're literally within nine months. Like I think it's like seven months and change that we are currently within the 50 year mark. And I don't know how precise the Bible is on the year of Jubilee. Like, I don't know if it's like 49 ish or 50 on the dot, but we're literally like, I don't know what significance 49 has in the Bible, but 50 is pretty significant when it comes to like yes. a reset. And so that just seems like that's, it feels prophetic that it would fall on the 50 year mark for a, a change of this caliber to take place 50 years after it was egregiously, as the draft says, egregiously decided back in 1973. It does. I, I've been saying that I, I picked that up from uh, some more, much more astute uh, observer than myself, but I've been trumpeting that same and echoing that same thing that the year of Jubilee fits here because one of the tenets of the year of Jubilee was proclaiming release to the captives, right? Those that were in bondage, uh, particularly in those instances, slaves were set free, debts were forgiven. And this is one of the realities of Roe as placed upon our nation and others is 
as debt, it's, uh, it's burden, it's captivity, either to the ideology, uh, certainly to the experience. That's my own experience, you know, having participated with a, with an abortion in my past. Uh, but, but God has proclaimed release in my life before this. And now I believe he's proclaiming release to the nation of the United States from this as well. And so that is the power of the year of Jubilee, I believe in action. And I believe that that's uh, just like God, right? Just like God to do that in a time frame that is of his choosing and not necessarily dependent upon who's in the White House. Certainly the person in the White House was even saying, I saw today was uh, railing against this as a possible decision. And of course, that's to be, that's to be expected. Uh, but Jacob, there are, you know, there are good things happening in our states as they work diligently to enact laws to protect women from predatory practices of abortion, to protect the, the women's health, to protect families, and of course, to protect babies who are at risk from being summarily subjected to the bigger rights of the bigger human involved. Like that, that's, that's, that's medieval in, it, in its way. And so the states have been moving in that direction. That's why you see more and more states, even since um, Dobbs came out and was challenged. What was it? Florida now has enacted that. O Oklahoma, other states have been joining in on this. And that shows that uh, despite, you know, the maybe the mob that's gathered out in front of the Supreme Court, the states the, that are moving in this direction and showing that this nation will not tolerate uh, uh, this so-called right to abortion any longer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think I was talking with someone earlier today and she was, it was uh, Joan Batista and she was pointing out, um, she feels like this is a Joshua and Caleb moment where we had two that yeah they, we had our our 12 people go and look at the promised land two people come back and say says the grapes are huge there's great milk and honey going on and we can take out the armies that are you know these tribes in that area and then, then there's 10 people who were saying oh it's too big it's we're not gonna make it and and so and honestly i i feel like i was one of the 10 like when it comes to being about 20 years ago I was thinking, all right, I, I think it would be amazing if Roe versus Wade was overturned, but I don't think it's going to happen in my lifetime. I don't think it will happen, but I'm going to push for it. I'm going to work for it. I just don't expect it. I expect my children or grandchildren to, ex to experience this. I, I didn't think I would get to see it because I thought it was a really, really big mountain. And I had like a, a normal size shovel and I was like, oh, I'm not going to make it, but I'll at least get started. <laughs> and so, um, well, we're started, we're, but remember, it's not done yet. I mean, that, that's true. That, yeah. That's still where we are. You know, we, we want it to happen. We've been praying for it to happen. Uh, we've, we've been acting. I'm, I'm with you, Jacob. Like, it's like, okay, if that happens, great. But I still, I have this other work to do, which is pregnancy help. And of course I've come to understand, this is what I've come to understand more deeply, even in the last 24 hours is that. You know, in the Old Testament, one of the things that had to happen for the people of Israel to be blessed was they had to take, pull down the Asherah, the, 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 you know, the places of false worship and of idol worship and of really of 
of the mm. worship of 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 the of the gods that stand against the god of of the the god of of the universe those things had to be pulled down in order for redemption and blessing of the nation to occur and i think that in my in my mind this is what's gone out and this release has has indicated that now is the time to pull that down whether we can do it as a nation still remains to be seen the five justices you know in this case alito has written the right things for that but can we see it to completion will will uh, you and i get together in a short amount of time and actually be talking about the language of the ruling and also of the dissents and whatever concurrences there are or whatever we we, we want to talk about that but will that come to pass and when that does that will be the those those high places being taken down in this case the high place of abortion uh, as it's defined by Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey, and all of the protection of the of the that the 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 unelected officials have been able to establish to protect abortion. Now we need those to come down so that abortion is no longer protected, and that that good citizens can elect officials to now do something more specific to protect people and not protect abortion. Yeah, and, and it, I think I, I heard Father Frank Pavone briefly today as I was driving, watching a YouTube on my Bluetooth. <laughs> so I'm trying to prepare. Um, it's just a reality of life. Um, but yeah, so Father Frank Pavone was saying it wasn't about the power being returned from the feds to the states or the, fed, you know, the federal government to the state level. He was saying it was about the power being returned from the ju the judiciary, the, the the judges and the court system to the legislature, and yes. I feel like I feel like that is something I did not catch on until I heard Father Frank Pavone say, which is amazing because that's exactly what it is. I was thinking Fed to state, you know, I wasn't seeing it for what it really was, which is from courts making law, you know, to legislature making law, which is what legislature should do and is built to do. And in the courts are built to uphold law, not create law. Um, and so and I felt like that was also yeah, spelled out in a variety of interesting ways in this draft was talking about the um, yeah, just how the the court, you know, created this, this ruling that had all these line items and numbering as if it was legislature. It essentially was almost as if it was drafting laws more so than drafting a ruling, which is very telling for what kind of law Roe versus Wade and, you know, and then what Casey ended up, you know, what they were when it came to the type of ruling that they were. Well, I, I actually heard the, the uh, Solicitor General of the state of Mississippi um, spoke to this issue. He made the case, which I, th I agree, like I, I didn't fully appreciate it until he put it like this. He said, he said, essentially, the court, with its um, ambiguous structure of both Casey being the viability rule and so-called undue burden, it, it essentially meant that anything that would arise to uh, to challenge it had to go to the Supreme Court, which which 
it was a de facto uh, establishing the Supreme Court as the abortion board, right? Or the or the abortion committee. Like we're going to determine whether this and that has never been the intention of the court. And he went on to say that that it was really it really the court set itself up in that role as somewhat of a super legislature, right? So hey, legis legislature, if you make a rule, we're going to determine whether that's okay or not okay, which is which is a general working principle. Uh, you know, for the courts relative to the Constitution as that third branch. But in the case of abortion, it was never clear enough to make it a line that then could be followed and always put them in that that role of having to be consulted on abortion law. And that was all because of Roe and then reaffirmed in Casey. I, I thought the draft of Alito really taking apart the original ruling of Roe and then the failure of the of those that that's that reaffirmed it in Casey to even try to read to to address some of the issues was in itself rather telling and and Alito lays all of that out pretty well in this in this yeah. draft. I liked how he pointed out that in 1973, 30 of the states out of 50 at the time were uh, abortion was illegal. So essentially, with Roe versus Wade being enacted as federal level law, it was trumping. Uh, sixty percent of the states, mm -hmm. and you know, essentially flipping it to that the forty percent where it was legal was now becoming the the law of the land, and and some levels, and and then it was also interesting in the in the draft that it said twenty six uh, of the states, and in my mind I was trying to figure out is that a fifty or do we count Puerto Rico and D.C. What are those? But I think it's a fifty, uh -huh. and so. It seems like we, we still have majority. So 26, uh, you said 26. Have asked, asked, have asked to, to have it overturned, yeah. Asked Roe and Wade overturned. And, and I think that is, yeah, so the, so the you know, the, um, yeah, the, the majority still exists, you know, 30 then, 26 right now. And, and I think that, you know, and that speaks to this going against a majority of, the land as but federal level. But what you're going that's true. But what you're going to hear is uh, I've heard it echoed today. I was, I heard uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren saying 67% or whatever percentage want Roe versus Wade. Well, if, if they want Roe versus Wade, if the people want Roe versus Wade, then that, then that's the people's prerogative. Yeah. Vote for the politicians, uh, elect people that will do that. And then you'll have no problem. She should have no concerns then about whether Roe is overturned or not, except the fact that I'm not sure she's telling the truth uh, because of the fact that what you just pointed out, if 26 states want Roe overturned, you know, sur surely that's that's uh, that's not going to be be possible then for her to find whatever 67% of people she's talking about to uphold a vote for for Roe. In fact, the, the truth is, it depends on how you ask the question, right? If you if you ask the question and it, most people don't even know what Roe really means, like they don't yeah. mean they don't know that it that it means that you can you can abort children up until the moment of birth. It They, they don't know that it means that you can seek abortion for any reason and, and, and again at any time they don't know that thing and once that's explained to them in that same poll if they've they've explained what Roe really is all about then that number plummets 
and well under half of the people want wanted to exist at all and most of the rest of them want or most people want it curtailed in some form or fashion which is exactly what states can do if indeed this is overturned yeah and i and i think there's a lot of um bias in the way that some questions are asked when it comes to you know you can ask a question in a, in a way where you lean someone to the direction you want. As a salesperson, I know how to lean someone into a direction. And when you want someone to answer a certain way, you can essentially make them feel foolish if they were to answer it any other way. And not that that's a good tactic to use because it feels like manipulation, but just because a poll says something, it's sort of, it's sort of, it is helpful to know the exact question and if it was a biased question or if someone yeah. truly knows you know, if we were to ask the question, would you like to have um, young unborn children uh, burned and, you know, burned and pulled apart, which is a way of describing this abortion procedure? Um, or would you like to have living children? If we were, you know, would you like whether to have living children who are supported and helped? That would be a way to, you know, rephrase that question. But if, simply, if we were simply to ask, would you like a decision that was made 50 years ago to not be overturned? Those are completely different results, just based on how you're answering exactly. it, based on exactly. the gravity of the situation, based on the amount of details you give someone and how you posture those adjectives. Like that has a huge yeah. impact on whether or not some, you know, people aren't going to, people are going to say, yes, I want a healthy child. And yes, I would like to not overturn previous decisions. And so just based on those questionings, like that's that, you know, in the end, um, yeah, how you ask the question determines what kind of answer you get. And you, you might have to it just does. simply, yeah, it's, you, you got to be a little more, yeah. You have to, you have to know that when particularly politicians are spouting that information, they're doing it because it, it supports what they want it to support. So, yeah. So they're picking and choosing from those surveys. And, and I look, you know, uh, Elizabeth Warren's not the only one that does it. You know, everybody does it to some point. Um, and so, but relying on that as a as an argument is in itself like that puts us into into something that we're not. We are not a a, a one a one man one vote uh, you know pure democracy. Otherwise, this issue just throw this issue on the ballot. Every ballot everywhere. We're all about to vote for you know the in the midterms. Well, you know, however many people just put it out there. Put it on, put it on the ballot, and say, "Do you want this to be the case, or do you not?" And then we'll see. But the politicians don't want that. They want to make sure that the courts are ruling this, so that they can block out others from being a part of this. And yeah. and really, as far as from the pregnancy health perspective, we just want to be to to be released from the the constraints that Roe places upon pro-life legislators, pro-life officials, and, and pro-life activities so that we can see better results uh, for those that we're trying to serve. Like that, like that's what, we have to, what we have to remember is while all this wrangling is going on, you know, in, in, the, in the morning, uh, she's going to wake up and she's just going to realize suddenly that she's pregnant. And none of this is really going to matter to her. What you and I are discussing about some draft that isn't official yet, she's going to be looking for a place to go. And the question is, will we be there for her? Will we, will we help, uh, help her find us? I know that's what you guys do at iRapture a great deal. You guys are looking uh, for the right ways to make sure that she uh, finds the help that she needs to choose life for her baby and for herself. And so that is ultimately what's the most important thing. Yeah, and, and then 
and regardless of the law, you know, unplanned pregnancies will exist, you know, down the road. Even if abort if abortions illegal with abortion being illegal in Texas, there are still unplanned pregnancies um, and women who need care and help and healing and friendship and a listening ear in the heart of Texas where they're three miles from the nearest border. And, and those women are there and they're gonna be there in 10 years. Uh, and so even if, even if the laws change, the need for pregnancy clinics is, is steadfast. It's, it's growing, it's, it's not, uh, the laws might change, but the, yeah, the needs and the women are, are going to be here because sin is nothing new. It doesn't just change when it becomes illegal. That's never been the case. Sure. But people's behaviors are are um, are probably bent or or modified based on what's legal and not you know what's what's legal so and not legal. But that's true. That's true because the law is a teacher. So um, what we saw in Texas already was there were women who were found out they were pregnant, and, you know, at, right after or while the heartbeat bill is coming into effect. And many of many of those women fled across the borders to New Mexico, Oklahoma, uh, Louisiana, Arkansas to get abortions. Um, but there were also many women. They called into Option Line. They also uh, called into the centers or visited the centers. And what they what they did instead of running, what they said was, "Oh my goodness, I'm so glad I don't have to make that decision now." Like the the law helped them not feel the pressure to do that. And I think there's you know certainly there's women on both sides of that of that equation. And if this were to be uh, made real when the when the final judgment is is uh, per, per, is uh, released uh, and it and it holds right that this is the case. Then that exact thing will happen in states all across this country. There will be women that will be upset and they'll be looking uh, to find an abortion wherever they can. Which of course now you can have them delivered to your door in most cases, um, uh, or if it's early enough. But there will also be women who will be released the year of Jubilee released from the captivity that abortion is the answer that they're being pushed and pressured into. And that's exactly where we live. And so in that short term reality, there will be, I think, an increase. We saw that in Texas, there'll be an increase in clients. I think there was a, across the board, there was an estimated 35% increase in client activity in the wake of the heartbeat bill. Now, will that stay, you know, forever? No, because the law is a teacher. And so the next generation, as it, as that law becomes a reality for them and stays, which is one of the questions about the heartbeat bill, is that gonna, was that going to stay? Was it going to go? We, and we're still not quite sure yet, um, but it looks like it's going to hold based, based on this ruling, if it yeah. comes out that way. But the law will be a teacher and future generations, even the next generation of women who are waking up and finding themselves pregnant, will be adapting to that new law. We all do it, right? You know, uh, you know, when I was a, when I was a kid, which you know was like a hundred years ago, I, you know, I, we didn't have to wear seatbelts, none of that. Well, guess what? The law was wear a seatbelt, so we wear. Now we all do it. It's a, it's it's a routine. The law has been a teacher um, to us, and so we make that we make that uh, that adjustment, and that will happen. Um, but we need to be ready for the pregnancy help movement for both scenarios, both the increase, the the kind of um, what was it? Some of the behaviors that are, you know, the the kind of the anxiety that a change in the law makes for some of the women. The, what's already a stressful situation is only going to be that much more stressful for them when what they thought was a path available to them is no longer there. So that's all the more reason for that compassionate, caring, 
kind outreach that we have been forever, right? That's the love approach. That's the that's the care and compassion. That's that whole concept and the, the reason and the existence of the pregnancy help movement is what it's all about. Yeah, and I think I think you're I think you're right on there because um, this law is giving a a new voice to to um, go up against the this so let me back up a step so the word choice i feel like has been has been turned into synonymous with abortion like if someone said if, if the man says i will support you in whatever you choose that is very much saying i will support you if you have an abortion like that's sort of what that's sort of what is that, that that's the message the words used delivers the message of abortion and, and I feel like, so when someone says pro-choice, that's really a way of saying pro-abortion. And when someone feels like, you know, what are you going to choose? That's a way of saying, it, it feels like it's very heavy handed pushing on the word abortion. Almost as if I, if I said, I'm gonna go get a pair of Nikes, like that's, that's a way of saying, I'm gonna get a pair of shoes. Like those words are very synonymous. And the word choice has been created as almost like a brand for, for the word abortion. And, and I think that this law is challenging that 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 word of choice is now being said well wait it's not legal i have to travel somewhere to get it well that doesn't seem like the only choice because now you know if, if it's not legal somewhere if, if essentially it's sort of disrupting it's it's shaking the tr it's shaking that that tr that word and so now it has it doesn't have that clear synonymous feeling it like it did months ago, it, it, it's being challenged and changed, I think, with these laws, like the heartbeat bill in Texas is a really good example of the word choice, not being as heavy handed, pointing towards abortion as it used to be. Let me, let me give you another example to support your that that concept. What we found is uh, with abortion pill reversal is suddenly with abortion pill reversal, the abortion providers and abortion proponents are yeah. not really interested in choice because they want to deny that woman the choice to choose to, to, to take the chance to reverse her abortion. And yeah. they would condemn her to a an abortion that's already begun and require her to continue her abortion even though she's withdrawn her consent. Yeah that that's and that's that 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 rips in my mind rips the mask off of the so-called choice question because they are are not wanting real choice at all because if they truly believe that then they would truly understand a, a woman's ability to to have one last chance to choose life and that would be through abortion pill reversal but no, they fight that. They're fighting that tooth and nail. We're in a lawsuit about that. Uh, we're involved in, in things where where that's being called junk science and all and all the things that they can muster against it. They have no science to support that claim, by the way. Um, in fact, their own science pr proves uh, abortion pill reversal works. But that's another podcast. We've I think we've already covered that. Yeah, so and, but and <laughs> it's sort of like when um, when Henry Ford said, "You can have your Model T in any color." as long as it's black. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You have all the colors a, to pick great from. Great example. As long as it's black. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we're, we're all about choice as long as it's abortion. And that that's yeah. totally, totally correct. And this is the culture, though, that Roe has created. And so this is another reason why it's 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 absolutely critical that we 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 get the opportunity to really pull this 
idle down so that our culture can begin to heal and then can begin to move towards a culture of life. You know, the absence of Roe does not automatically create a culture of life at all. Um, it just it just allows us now to enter the path that gets us to a culture of life. And, and I, I guess one of the prayers that I, well, that I was praying earlier today, and I, I hope others pray too, would be that the, that, you know, our enemy is the master of lies, and he loves to, you know, use words to, to manipulate. And I, I just pray that the truth of, you know, what abortion is, and what, and what these, you know, these evil deeds and these evil postures, you know, what they really are will just be seen for what they truly are, that the truth will be revealed, and that there will be uh, awareness of just what it is, and that we will stop being, you know, large groups of people will stop being manipulated by this deceptive marketing, these deceptive manipulations, these deceptive messages, and that it'll just be obvious that it's black, it's full of death, and it's targeted people that, you know, it, there's so many things that feel like, you know, it's the opposite, because like abortion's been used to target minority communities, it's been target, it's been used to target black people and and then it's you know as if and then they flip it as if it's like the rich person's um uh you know the rich people can still fly to their country to get an abortion well that's obviously terrible for a rich person to go do because they're killing their offspring how great would it be to not have the option of killing your offspring and to be supported in your offspring having life i mean how wonderful is you know life is so wonderful i would love to have entire groups of people not have the option of killing their offspring because that would represent them flourishing and having families that are not being torn apart by the trauma or the multi-generational trauma or the lack of generations, you know, coming into exist because of being snuffed out through what a, a terrible thing. And then like, I was talking to this lady, Joan Batista about the word abortion. Like it used to mean, it's like, abort the mission, abort that airplane trip, abort that thing as if it never existed and don't do it. And then here they, you know, so the word abortion is also full of lies because you're already pregnant and you're using the word abortion as if you can somehow magically go back to before conception and say, we're going to abort, you know, abort sex so that we don't get pregnant. But yet here we are, you know, nine weeks into it and we're already pregnant the baby's already you know at some level in development and, and so the word abortion is full of lies and it's i always just love to see that word abortion get shown for what it really is as as manipulation and lies because it is it's deceiving people and it's full of evil and it's just black and full of death and, and destruction it's just it's, you it's mean destructive. like the word you mean kind of like the word slavery, right? We, you know, we we recognize that now for what it was and what it and the blight that it that it puts on the history of not just America but you know all of Western civilization yeah. that accommodated slavery. The slave trade benefited from it, built economies around it. Those are ugly, ugly things now. We're from where we sit now, looking back, but we had defenders of that and that 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 in those instances we had people who championed the ability for a an entire state to hold slaves that to me is why we should we should start using abortion states 
and, and life states, right? Just like they used to use slave states and free states because the very title begins to communicate the value that we're really talking about. And if you want abortion in your state, that's fine. Own it. So own it. So you can explain it. You can explain or, or try to explain why that is so, such an important thing to have to be identified for your state. I mean, even worse, some of these states are are not just shielding abortion within their states, but inviting uh, people and even paying for people to come to their states California. Uh, to get abortions. Like, like that, that's that's crazy craziness. The, um, the, uh, I, well, the I'm, abortification I'm law. <laughs> There you go. I, I'm I'm so glad that those states have so much revenue that they can they can pay pay people to come to their state to have an abortion. Uh, I of course I say that facetiously. I don't think they have that revenue, and I don't yeah. I don't think that that's an appropriate way to use any taxpayers' funding. Um, but this is the nature of the ideology and of the um, really of the you mentioned earlier the. The enemy, the enemy itself, and inspiring this kind of activity in supporting the culture of death. Yeah, and then, and and, and California is pushing through, I don't know, like in the in the ballpark of eighteen pro-abortion laws as quickly as they can, including the most the most outlandish one was um, abortion all the way through perinatal, which means after birth. Um, and perinatal, days, yeah, 28 days after birth. Yeah. According to California law, yeah, it's 28 days, but some groups define it as weeks after abortion or a year or two years, but the California law defines it as like that 20 day, day, um, 20 days after to decide. And then, yeah, the morgue is not allowed to do any research on the cause of death. Um, or if someone does an abortion in Texas, their assets are protected in California. That's an, that's another one of the laws. Or if they so flee, think about think about what you think about what you just said. I mean, yeah. even just hearing it hearing it spoken out loud is crazy. So you can't do an autopsy. So that means that there could there could be something uh, something nefarious has gone on, but we cannot now investigate it. So that's how far we're willing to go. Uh, at least, at least in some areas, to protect this evil in our land. Yeah, that was um, it's passed just, with about out, a week and a half ago, I believe. It's it's absolutely outrageous. And also, by the way, I, it has to be unconstitutional. Like, there's no way that that's going to survive constitutional scrutiny on the U.S. level. And I wonder about that particular bill. This is just my personal opinion, not necessarily yeah. out of the staff or management of Harpy International or iRapture. Um, <laughs> But I wonder if a bill like that would actually go to the Supreme Court. Is that the kind of bill that then is going to require the Supreme Court to expressly identify the both the humanity of the unborn child and then clarify the personhood of the unborn child so that the protections that is due persons under the 14th Amendment then also would go to the protections of the unborn child and the child that's 28 days old. That would be interesting, and it would be amazing then to use something so evil would be turned for, for good and would then allow the court to rule on things that they have been reluctant to rule on. Uh, but, hey, they were reluctant to rule positively against Roe. So we've, we've seen that possibility as being in existence. Is this going to be something that as 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 these states and other politicians reach more for 
the abortion laws and reach more to protect abortion laws? Is that going to be the the way to to overcome that is going to be actually to clarify what Roe actually said originally. If this then is a person, then we have to extend the protections that the that the, uh, the amendments extended them, just like they had to do with slaves, just like they had to do with those that couldn't vote, just like the, those other things that we have corrected in our past. May it, you know, may, if, if I, again, I, I hate the idea that this law would even get that far, but if it does, that seems to me the right pushback. Well, it wouldn't be the first time that a law in California that was terrible went to the Supreme Court. I mean, Nifla versus Vicara was just a few years ago with four, yep. you know, uh, pushing people to put things on their walls um, that they didn't agree with, promoting where abortion clinics were in 20 some languages and yep. certain font size, but not that the yep. font size even matters, but, um, but yeah, but then, but yeah, this is, this is like, a this is like, like shock territory. Like it doesn't even fall. It just seems like most of the bills that are pushing through are all, all about large lumps of grant money, government money in order to finance this engine showing, you know, showing their interests in money at great levels. Uh, but this this bill was about yeah bringing you know sh choosing death for you know be, being having you know abortion after birth uh, perinatal as a new category of you know first you know now we have the, we have the trimesters we have you know before birth birth and then peri yeah you know, this peri this new territory of yeah of time in a, someone's the, life there's another word for that it's called infanticide infanticide. Yeah, it is. I mean, this is just the crazy talk that we're that we're dealing and we find is acceptable. It's unconscionable. Yeah, it, it's it's hard, and I feel like they're they're ha they're having so many bills that it's hard to even keep up with it. Because and it, what's also interesting is that sometimes, like you know, it almost feels like sometimes the enemy's strategy is to use documents that are like the length of the Lord of the Rings or or. Um, they have so many uh, chap, you know, so many bills that you know the average person only has 24 hours in their day, and they have to you know eat and sleep and go to work, and they don't have time to look at all these things. And so I'm like, if you throw enough spaghetti on the wall, you know, the person trying to clean it up won't won't see it all. Like there's just so much going out, it's hard to, it's hard, it's hard to keep up. Um, and I feel like, and I think, and and that's intentional, right? That that's that's the that nature feels of intentional. overreach. And yeah. I, you know, I don't know about you, Jacob. It's one of the reasons I'm grateful that I'm in this part of the pro-life movement, the part part that just helps people. Because uh, while we're very, of course, mindful as we've been talking already about what's happening at the Supreme Court, what's happening in the courts, what's happening in the legislation about abortion, what what our day-to-day -day job is really just helping her overcome Roe in her own life in that moment right you know it's, it's not necessarily a, a grand conversion from a pro-choice position to pro-life although that happens but it is a it is a helping her to make a life decision for the life that's within her now and that is that calling is not going to as you said this earlier it's it's just you know these things arise from a place that that will be necessary almost regardless of what the law is i i it's it's important to remind our friends in the u.s uh, who are pregnancy help uh, directors, that there are entire nations that don't allow any abortions on as from their law, 
but there are plenty of abortions happening anyway, right? So the even though the law were to go the entire way that, and by the way, you know, Roe itself being being taken down doesn't make doesn't outlaw abortion. It it simply removes the federal uh, judiciary's role in protecting the right to abortion, but it still allows for it to happen. These are other countries have actual laws on their books that basically affirm the value of life and then uh, uh, protect against abortion, and yet they're not enforced uh, or or they're they're enforced very lightly. So there is uh, rampant abortion in many of these countries, and and so that's a reality that we, that even as we anticipate a post row world where um, where Roe is is not the controlling legal reality, we will have our own challenges of even completely life states like those that have made phenomenal. Uh, advances in protecting women and protecting babies um, will also be subject to abortion. And that's where pregnancy help is going to be needed more than ever. Yeah. And I, th I feel like just like there's the body of Christ that has different parts for different purposes, the, the pro-life movement has different parts for different purposes. And the pregnancy help organizations are a very, uh, caring section who, you know, essentially working um, to help women in their scenario, you know, overcome hardships, overcome uh, anxiety, overcoming uh, pressures from different uh, sources promoting abortion in order to give them that, that hope and that, vo you know, a voice for life for them to hear and to, and to see that someone is there for, you know, to provide care and help and, and, you know, helping them build a, po a positive posture towards their scenario of having an, uh, a baby inside them. And I, and I feel like, you know, while this still, is, while this is a draft and it hasn't been, you know, completed, I still feel like we are, we are in a, we are seeing a, you know, we're seeing a miracle in, in, you know, I, honestly, this feels very miraculous and this feels very, just unbelievable that, you know, God has answered millions, if not billions of prayers that have been, probably billions of prayers that have been lifted up, asking for Roe versus Wade to be overturned. And this is amazing. And this is, this is a time to, you know, while we're in battle, we're, we got the shield of Jesus and we're, we're hopefully armored, but, you know, meanwhile, we can have, this is a, this is a time to have joy and to praise God because he is, he is doing miraculous things. And this is his fingerprints are all over, you know, the ability for Roe versus Wade to be overturned within our lifetime. This is just nothing short of amazing. That's, that's true. It's something I was uh, recalling a passage from scripture where it talks about, you know, this is the Lord's battle and he will fight it for us. And uh, while we have our part to do, just like the nation of Israel had their part to do, they had to take the field that, like you said, carry their shields and their weapons into the field. But there was still this reality that the Lord was fighting on their behalf that, you know, that we see some of the miracles in the Old Testament. You know, he he uh, he makes the army, the other army fight amongst itself. And he he but he also gives victory uh, to the nation of Israel. And this is where 
we are walking into something that the Lord is fighting this battle. He's going before us and uh, we just have to uh, continue to walk in what he's called us to do and continue to lift his name and continue to celebrate the and champion the gift of life. And of course, champion him as the giver of life. Yeah. And one of the things that my, I think is was one of the pastors at my church, he's, they, he said many months ago, maybe a year ago, uh, he was talking about the shield of faith that we were going through the different parts of the armor of God. And the shield of faith is not our faith. The shield of faith is Jesus's faith. And we're, we're, we're meant to hold, you know, his faith because Jesus's faith, you know, his faith can protect us from any flaming arrow. And if you think about our faith having to, you know, defend ourselves against arrows, we might have some holes in our, in our shield, but with it being Jesus's faith, it feels, it feels sort of like what Batman might use to go up against something or, you know, the ultimate Superman scenario, you know, when it comes to like that <laughs> level of, of strength and, you know, uh, an armor, it, it just feels completely um, large enough, not just to cover us, but to cover our neighbors, to cover that, you know, Jesus's faith, when you hold up that shield, it can cover the people next to you. And if you, and if you join forces with a community of people who hold up Jesus's faith, there is real defense and real protection from that, from, from that experience. And so I feel like if there's something that Princeton Clinic directors could hear, it's, it's to, it's to read about the faith, uh, the shield of faith and to exercise that shield of faith. And then when things start to get um, hairy and, and as the pressure start to come as they are and will just know, you know, those arrows are going to hit the shield and just make sure that you're behind it and make sure that you're helping others stay behind it. And, and we're going to be okay. And standing together, right. That's, um, uh, yeah. one of the things, uh, I, I take away from, uh, famous quotes from Ben Franklin, right? So if we, if we do not hang together, we shall certainly hang separately. And, uh, and this is the nature of the enemy that is after us. You know, we are soft targets for the uh, um, abortion proponents because we, we actually put a sign in our building and we invite people to come in and be with us. And so that makes us soft targets. Uh, so we, we, we have to be careful in these particular, this particular hour uh, or whenever this decision is finally released, that we are vigilant. You know, we have our security systems are up. We have our rapid response happening. We have our um, our um, agreement statements in hand so that we can speak to the media boldly about who we are, what we do, and how we're here to help. We're not. We're not. We're not the ones. Um, uh, you know, standing out in front of the Supreme Court. We're the ones in our own communities trying to help women make a decision for life. So, so when a pregnancy clinic director experiences a, a threat, a, an attack um, today, tomorrow, in the near future, what would be your advice on what Heartbeat International um, would suggest or provide as a resource or a direction for them to, um, to consider? Well, we've written on this extensively and under a few scenarios. We've not updated it with the most recent dynamics like you know, in the last 48 hours. But, you know, generally with protests and media interactions, we have something called center defense uh, that's on our website. It's available. You have to you'd have to, you know, uh, be in a heartbeat affiliate and already have access or, or, or seek access for it 
um, and we can help you. We don't just publish it out to where anybody can see it because we don't want to necessarily unpack our playbook for the other side so then they can learn how to thwart it. But sure. there are a couple simple, simple things to keep in mind. One is that we are his, we are God's, and that he will give us the words to speak. We don't have to shrink away from it. We, we just need to know our messaging, and our messaging can be as simple as this. Uh, one of our, my favorite agreement statements is every woman should be loved and supported in her pregnancy. Like, that's easy. That's at the very heart of what we do. We love women while they're pregnant. We love them so that they have every opportunity to make a life-saving decision. Uh, the second thing is to surround our, surround ourselves. As you mentioned, you know, are we together in this? That we surround ourselves with wise counsel. Um, if we were confronted in a moment, we want to pull those counselors in. That could be some pastors. It could be some knowledgeable people. Uh, we want to have um, people who will rally beside us, you know, even some texting quick texting hey i've got this thing happening at our center can you come down and be a witness can you stand with me so have some you know i appreciate you know most of the the vast majority of pregnancy center leaders are women um and so it would be good to have a few uh bigger guys uh, on the on the list to come down because you just never know um have your phones handy record start recording everything just like you see you know happens we watch little videos of things being recorded all the time so have your phones handy and record everything that's that's happening um and just realize that again god is on our side it doesn't mean that bad things don't won't happen it doesn't mean that you know absolutely everything will 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 um uh will be protected from but it does mean that god will be with us through it all and that's our that's to me that's my biggest comfort is that god has called us into this work and if he's called us then he will equip us including equipping us for those kind of crazy moments we never imagined uh would happen or we never thought we'd have to do but god is with us and now we're in one of those crazy moments that as you said earlier it's a it's a miracle moment it's a history moment if indeed Roe is being overturned. We are in the midst of it, and I think we're going to be celebrating this uh, to our our generations, uh, you know, ahead in the future. And I, I'm I just can imagine the question like, "Well, where were you, Grandpa, or where were you, you know, uh, when when that happened?" Uh, and or and here's this is the scripture that occurred to me this morning, Jacob. Is um, it's an old King James uh, reference. I want to say it's like Matthew twenty four forty six when it talks about about being found doing his will right we're, 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 we're that we be found doing and that's really what what we what we would want to say in that moment when you know this generation from the future says well what were you you know how are you reacting in that moment well hey this that moment found me doing god's will and protecting god's gift of life and protecting uh this this reality that he he is the giver of life and we need to honor him in all things yeah and so and so before before you know your pregnancy clinic starts to feel this heat it sounds like that's it'd be better for you to reach out to heartbeat international as an affiliate or if you're not an affiliate great idea sign up to be an affiliate and then um you know essentially work through this this documentation this this advice that's been prepared for 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 pregnancy clinics who are going through these hard times and go through this training before before you know the uh, the, the situation shows up on your doorstep and before it shows up on your sidewalk and before it shows up on in these different spaces 
uh, I think the time is now for you to go through this training because, you know, we are on the cusp of serious pressure coming. And, and while having the shield of faith, yeah, I, th I think it makes a lot of sense for you to be fully equipped using the knowledge and wisdom that this heart, you know, the heartbeat has put together. And so that would make, that makes perfect sense. Um, there's a and, quote, there's a quote, Jacob, that, that goes along with that. It says, I thatched my roof in the sunshine and I am not now afraid of the rain. <laughs> so some of that is that's, you know, preparing for that, that storm that we can see coming and maybe it's closer than we think. Um, but preparing ahead is a good idea. There's some th simple things to do your messaging, your, um, you know, rapid response team would be one of those. Uh, and then of course, uh, just, you know, just some security things that make a lot of sense that frankly, depending upon where you are, that that's become unfortunately something that we need to be doing um, and more intentional about doing. And I think it also, when it comes to the PR world and um, television, you know, newspapers and reporter, when it comes to reporters asking for quotes, as they are going to be doing a lot over the next coming um, weeks, this would be a really good time to go through the media training that Heartbeat offers. Um, and so that's probably something that you should put right next to the, you know, going through the defense training that they offer, uh, because those reporter questions will be coming in asking for your opinion and your thoughts. And even if you've gone through it before, this would be a really good time to make sure that you're sharp and ready um, for, for responding because um, though, yeah, you're going to be put into some hard situations by reporters who may not be uh, level. And so that's most, yeah. may not, <laughs> may? probably not. <laughs> I'm, I'm always optimistic and that's my best I way know of you saying are, it. Jacob, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> I'm trying to be optimistic. <laughs> yeah, that's really all about messaging, and and frankly, it's not as it's not as daunting or as difficult as we as we make it. It's because we are really comfortable in our own skin and what we do. We just are not always really clear on messaging into that audience. Now we're good at messaging to other audiences. So yeah. we just need to t take, make sure that we take some time, which doesn't take a lot of time, but take some time to be intentional about crafting our messaging and then staying on message like that, that like that's media training in, in, a, in a nutshell is crafting the message that you want and staying on message and staying within your lane, which, uh, you know, like you and I have been, you and I have been talking a lot about, about the legal activity of the, of the vaunted justices and the attorneys and neither one of us are attorneys, right? So we're a bit out of our lane when it comes to talking about such things, but it's always interesting to, to kind of, um, digest those things that are happening. Uh, but for us, when we're called to talk into those other situations with that media, particularly that likely uh, unfriendly media or the one that's looking to uncover things, we need to, we need to stick to the messaging that we know best, which is loving on people, helping them make a good decision, uh, loving, you know, providing that uh, loving support to uh, every pregnant woman. Yeah. And and I may not be a meteorologist, but I can tell you when it's raining. Or I may not be a I may not be a veterinarian. A biologist, but you can you can tell us what the definition of a woman is, right? That's yeah, and I, and I may not be a vet, but I can tell you what a dog is. <laughs> Excellent. Well, yeah, you know, there's a there's a certain there's a certain amount of elementary knowledge that I think we all can share, and and these laws affect us. And so you know, while we're not lawyers sure. and we're not uh, judges. We are, we are very much 
passionate about life and very much passionate about uh, ideas. And while we may, you know, be, maybe we're, you know, we're fallible and we're able to make, you know, make mistakes, there's, there, there's still um, authenticity in trying. And so I think there's no reason to, to not give it, um, you know, to not work at it and to be ready. And, but all that to say is these journalists are going to be calling, they're going to be emailing, they're going to be asking you for quotes on this and that. And so you may as well start practicing. You may as well start making your team uh, sharp and start sharpening iron with iron because you're, you're going to be needing, needing some skills that um, in the next couple of weeks that will reflect the, you know, the world that we live in. And, you know, the, 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 the month, you know, January, 2023, 50 years from Roe versus Wade is less than eight months away, I believe. It's just so close. And so I feel like, you know, this, this is, uh, it's almost like we got a pricey test today and we're eight months away and this is where we're at. <laughs> we are, okay. we are, I don't know. We're just, we're in, we're in some first trimester of this law getting passed. I don't know. I'm just making that up, but <laughs> it feels, it just feels very, um, yeah, it feels very epic. <laughs> it is. It is epic, and it's been a long day, but it's a, uh, it, it is um, a big deal what's going on, and we just pray that. Uh, and this is what you were saying earlier: is we're just gonna have to uh, pray it through, pray it to its completion, so that we can see uh, this nation finally be on the on on the on the footing that will lead to really, I think, redemption uh, for us from this evil of abortion. So I want to say one more thing, and then I would like to ask you to pray and sort of wrap us up. So my favorite verse in the Bible is James 5.16, which says the prayers, uh, I'm sorry, let me back up. Um, Confess your sins one to another so that you may be healed. Um, And so that's the recipe in just a few words of how to find healing. Confess your sins one to another. And And then the verse goes on to say the prayers of a righteous Man, maybe the King James, righteous person, maybe NIV, I forget, uh, availeth much or very or or worketh a great deal or very powerful, availeth much. So essentially, you know, what our country needs is to confess sins to each other and ask righteous people to to pray and to not judge each other, but to encourage people to, you know look at Jesus. And I think that's, you know, that verse offers so much hope when it comes to going from a place of death to a place of healing. And when, and when it comes to like, just in a few words, you know, pray, I mean, confess your sins one to another and ask people who know Jesus to pray for you. Like that's, that's the recipe for, for having a life-changing experience and then finding a community that will help you uh, experience that. So, so Jarrell, will you, uh, will you pray and just simply encourage the executive directors uh, who are listening to this in a way that will help them, uh, you know, just pray for the, you know, a blessing and defense and, yep. and also pray for the Supreme Court justices yep. and their families? Love, love to. All right. Well, Father, we first, uh, uh, as uh, Jacob reminded us, as your word reminded us, to confess, Lord, and we confess the sin of our nation that has... Uh, denied the sanctity of life that has uh, diminished the 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 beauty and the wonder of the gift of life, and Lord, we have allowed this 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 law, um, this uh, so-called right to stand. Lord, so Father, we we 
confess that as the sin of our nation. We pray, Lord, that you would uh, release us from the bondage that that has created. And Lord, we thank you that you uh, can lead us into righteousness, Lord, and that's what we pray for. We thank you, Father, for the courage uh, of these five justices that voted to overrule this uh, this abomination of a law. We thank you for their courage uh, to be counted, stand up and be counted, Lord, as best we know, Lord, and we pray that it that it will come to completion, that, that at least five would say, this must be this way in our land, and that we can no longer uh, be held uh, to that unrighteous standard that has been raised up for now f nearly 50 years. We thank you, Father, that you protect them, that you watch over their minds, watch over their hearts, certainly watch over them physically, Lord, protect them, their, their bodies, Lord, that they can, they can deliver on this promise, on this vote, and that you watch over their families. Lord, we pray against the schemes of those who are, um, who are mm, outraged definitely. and upset and unhinged about uh, the, this, these, these five in particular, and that would seek to lash out, Lord. Uh, we, we confess that that um, things that we see on Twitter are just uh, an abomination of outrage and vitriol and and um, uh, everything that is unholy and uncivil and and yet Lord, you stepped into the, our world to bring your peace and your presence and so Lord, that's what we seek now, in the face of all that, in the midst of all that, and and even beside all of that. We stand for you and we praise you, Lord, that you can still accomplish what you desire. So I thank you, Father, for every pregnancy help leader, for every person that's a part of this work. I pray that you strengthen them, that you give them courage, Lord, for this moment and beyond, and that you give them every resource that they need, every good thought, uh, every every clear idea, and, and every good thing that stands next to them in the form of more people and, and more opportunities and uh, uh, just a, a, a resurgence of those that are, that are stepping up to say, I want to be a part of this because this is going to be more necessary than ever, Lord. You can do that. Lord, you can accomplish these things because with you, we are a majority. And we thank you, Father, that we're probably a majority anyway, mm -hmm. but even, even still, it's you are the majority and we stand with you, Lord. So we thank you, Father. We praise you and we bless you and we count on you, Lord, to carry us through to victory in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Terrell. It's been a pleasure to talking talking with you. Thank you for always uh, fun to talk to you, Jacob. Grateful for your optimism. Oh, my <laughs> pleasure. <laughs>
man's flesh, but against the darkness. Not against flesh, but against the darkness. Turn around, take a step. Turn around, take a step.
Praise Him with the singing. 